All right. I do, don't. This is you're gonna say let's go, and then you're gonna take a big drink, and then I can't really go because you've yeah. got you know a hint of some flavor in your mouth. I'm just wetting my whistle. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Trying to be more no nonsense at this point. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. All right, listeners, today's episode is all about enabling and empowering all voices in your team. If you have a group, a team, a squad, whatever you call it, and there's usually only one or two people that talk, today's episode will help you fix that problem. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. This is probably one of the most exciting topics ever for me, personally. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's lay it out there. You want to lay it out there? I well, I would like the opportunity to do so, if that's okay, if I can get a word well, in. Well, after you. This is about trying to help others find their voice and share their voice. Maybe they're in a room with somebody where there's somebody that has all the answers already. Well, clearly. And they don't have a chance to speak up. So how do you encourage that person to engage? Well, I mean... They have to have something worth saying, right? <laughs> uh, that but, backfired on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's all about value, right? To the client. No. No. All right. Let's get back on topic. No, we were. You I were, tried. You were trying I tried. to like soft, so, I soft tried, pedal yeah. into that. Were you? <laughs> And insult me at the same time. Yes, that was my plan. I know. And it kind of backfired. I hope so. But. But the, it's a serious topic. It is. So the real topic is encouraging engagement from the whole team, from every member of the team. And that is a common challenge across groups. And we think, we assume, and we're pretty sure it's even harder in a virtual world. Well, I mean, you see people, I hear a lot of people talking about uh, not wanting their cameras on nowadays. Mm -hmm. So you don't even know, you, you don't even know if someone is actually sitting there. Right. Right. Yep. If they're even there, uh, you're talking like they're there, but right. you can't like, you have no visual verification. So I think it's, I think it's easier to disengage probably virtually. Mm -hmm. It may be, uh, to, to have people in, engage. Uh, I'll, we'll start with, I'll start with this uh, thing that came to mind was ORSC. This mm -hmm. ORSC coaching uh, class, they have, uh, there's an ORSC mindset thing called deep democracy. Whoa. And the essence of deep democracy is all voices. So a coach, an ORSC coach, you know, it, I mean, it's optional. You don't have to. But one of the things that you're thinking about all the time, because you're doing group-based coaching. Right. Right. You're doing systems coaching. Right. Uh, is that you want to hear from all voices. It's it's almost like one of your prime directives. Um now, you don't, you, rarely do you call on people mm -hmm. uh, directly. Right. Like one of the things you don't do, I forget even why, but it's like, I guess it's putting people on the spot 
or yeah, showing favorites. It'll cause or people to like, like lock up sometimes because yeah. because they're not ready. Maybe they need time to form the thought. You, yeah. know, you get called on. You're like, I have no freaking clue. Exactly. And so then you feel like you have to say something. And it's it it like it's even worse. So the likelihood of you speaking up again is reduced. Well, and it's even the ordering. What Orsk sensitized me to, like whoever I pick on first. Uh, you know, I might have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Like I might think they're, I might pick on the boss first mm-hmm. or I might pick on the boss last. So there's like a, you know, reverse hierarchy or right. hierarchy or something. There's an order. Now, really, is there an order my my thoughts that way? Yeah. But people can perceive it that way. Uh, and that that even affects things, right? Yeah. So, but, but what you're trying to do is create deep democracy. Uh, the other thing, the other twist is you don't have to hear from all voices. So it's not like every every person has to talk. They, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they, uh, like someone can plus one. Mm-hmm. It's okay for someone to tag on to something and you don't have to like pull more words out of them if they plus one. Right. So I guess it's not, deep democracy isn't all people talk, but all necessary ideas get on the table. Mm-hmm. This may be part of it. So, yeah, I, so how do you do that? Right? Yeah, I I see this most common with engineering teams where there's a strong team lead, whether that title is official or not. Right, there's someone that usually has all of the answers, and there's a lot of coaching I've done with folks in this role because what happens, and this person is always trying to do what they think is the right thing of, Hey, right. like let's, let's get the best answer out as fast as we can and move on to the next thing right. because we've got a lot of things we got to build. We've got right. a lot of bugs to fix. We've got all these things. So like, let's get the answer. Let's move on. Let's refine the story. Yep. And let's go. What happens most often in that scenario is that everybody else stops talking because they're that, that, that person just says things yep. and they're usually right. So it's like, well, okay, we'll just roll with this. Right. But that ends up, minimizing or people feel minimized in that group. So then they just never say, and they're like, I have good ideas too, but I never get them out. Cause you right. know, so-and-so always has the answer and away we go. And yeah, it's, you know, it's good enough. But what that ends up doing is that stifles the rest of the group's growth. Right. Is that they never have an opportunity. So that's where I see it most commonly. I mean, I've, I've coached as a leader, scrum master coach, leader a lot Mm -hmm. i pull those folks aside they usually report to me directly or indirectly Mm -hmm. um one of the things i've done successfully is just ask them to go last Mm -hmm. so instead of typically those people in my mind they go first for whatever reason they're trying to in their heart they're not malicious at all right uh and i'm like can you i try to create a partnership where i'm like can you be quiet one like go last Mm -hmm. Uh, can you ask questions of the group to encourage? So can you be my encouragement partner right. to not just be qu- not just quietly wait to the end, but can you sort of pull out things uh, and just ask questions? Um, and then if they're close, I'm like, you don't have to approve it. So at the end, mm-hmm. if you know, it's not like you approve it. Like if if it's within whatever if whatever <laughs> surfaces from the group is within your boundaries. Well, then just go on board with right, it. Right, yeah. It doesn't have to be your idea. So you can, so feel free could, encouraging them to what tag on to other people's ideas rather than always leading the idea. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 
That's a really great point. That's like one of those sneaky, unintentional morale destroyers. You know, that it's always like, yes, I approve, or yes, that's right. Just like, let it be their idea. Yeah. And just let, and walk away almost, yeah. right? Like, let it, let it just be, or applaud it. Yeah. And say, wow. Like, like, there's so much power that person has to encourage the group. Mm-hmm. Like, they could, even if they fake it a little bit, like if they said, oh, man, I didn't think of that idea. That's really cool. Let's mm-hmm. try that. Yeah. So be that positive affirmation. Uh, that they can grow the stuff, and then what you're doing, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna sort of seed that that ecosystem, and more ideas are gonna pop out of the people, mm-hmm. right? So, are there any other things we can talk about for folks that are in that role, of they're in that leadership role, whatever it might be, whether you know, natural or given? Um, what other things can they do to try and encourage Create. it from others? Well, I mean, you and I have talked about this multiple times in the Metacast. Remember, we've used this example. I feel like we've abused you sometimes. You remember the, the uh, what was it? Oh, the the place down by the prison. <laughs> <laughs> what was the place down by the prison? Uh, that was Step Leader. Step Leader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember that example down yeah, there? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, what? No, I'm not. I'm not. Rubbing no. your nose in it, we've you we've you overly used <laughs> yes, that, yes. but that would get get your so another idea is to get out, yeah, like create space, right. like don't be there, like get the hell right. out of the room. So for those of you that have not heard this before, maybe you're a new listener, you don't have to do. I this. will give you a quick. Uh, All right, I was serving as director agile coach i didn't have a scrum master i was just kind of trying to do it all and retrospectives weren't progressing the way i had hoped and i was really frustrated and bob and i were talking at lunch about it and and he just told me to gtfo like get out of those meetings because whether you like it or not your title carries something those people all report to you yep so they're not willing to have those discussions and sure enough i removed removed myself and they were so much better Yep. So, so get out. Now, there's a variation on that theme, I think. I remember once at a, at a company, um, I was frustrated as a leader, coach, but leader first. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated with uh, a team that was having wishy-washy retros. Yeah. And they were coming out and they, conti- they were continuously failing. And it went over sprint, over sprint, over sprint. And initially, the Scrum Master and Product Owner were like, just trust us, we got it. Right. And I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it kept being re- repetitive failures. They weren't biting off anything significant. They were missing the, a real juicy solution to whatever challenges they had. Right. And I remember going in, in at the beginning of the retro and challenging them. Like, really harsh, actually. It's like, I will not let you out of this room if you come out of here with a wishy-washy, like, try. Right. You have to... You have to try something. I said, my, my, my observation is you're not collaborating, right? You're not, you have too much whip mm-hmm. and too much Lone Ranger activity. And you, that's my observation, but I don't really give a, sh- I don't care. All right. Uh, you have to, but you can't come out of here and fail again. You have right. got to look each other in the eye. And then I just left, I gave them space. So I think the variation is sometimes have your pitch, mm-hmm. not always. But have your pitch, or lay it, or give them a hint, but then leave, and then and just and then just yeah. trust them. And leave. Right. So give them some directional sort of guidance, or motivation, or a kick in the ass, even. Right. And and then and then getting the hell out of there. Would you buy that? Was yeah. It, or is absolutely. that too obnoxious? No. Or? Yeah. That's there's there's times where that's needed. 
Um, because, and again, the team's trying. They don't go in there with malintent. It's just they're a little bit lost. So, so yeah, this team, I don't think they were seeing it. Right. Right. And and I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's hard. So I think sometimes you have to, even that leader in the room, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want someone like go last, you know, the go last strategy. I don't think it's go last 100% of the time. Yeah. There may be an occasion where you you might want to lead, right? And then throw something on the table, yeah. But then step back. Yeah that that that's one of those really delicate challenges I see people wrestle with is when to lead with strength. That feels like a terrible word for this, but but when to be out front yeah. versus when to step back and let the team go. Oh, I like that metaphor. Yeah, leading from the front and leading from the back. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, a good metaphor. Because there's times where, again, the group's trying, and there's times where just the most important thing you can do is like, let's just go. But yep. you can't do that every time. And that's that's what creates the scenario we're talking about here where people start to stop talking. Right. Because you're always out front. So more often than not, you have to lead from within or lead from yep. the back or whatever the right term is there. That should be the most common scenario to generate all of those healthy discussions from all of your team members. But there are times when you just got to get out front and say like, listen, we've got to do better. And here's a, here's a thing and we got to go and we got to try this Um, because people will get on board, but you can't do that every time. Yep. And that's it. I see so many people struggle with trying to balance that. So maybe, Maybe that's when a topic. Doubt, but at when some in point. doubt, maybe it's a future topic. But when in doubt, shut up, right? I I, <laughs> I would say no. In all seriousness, really? right? Would you say that? Yeah, you would say that. Do you practice what you preach? You must have doubt. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard for me, Matty. That was probably like thirty <laughs> seconds of silence. Welcome to our Diversity and Inclusion Minutes. I'm we Josh have, Anderson. Whoa, hey, hold on there, bucko. I got excited. Jeez. All right, I'll, I'll throttle Man, with that. I'm glad you're excited, but, uh, you know. But we I did talk. something together. We did. Yeah, we are. Like you and me. Yeah. And we're, we're like in the game. Yeah. Do you want to share? Sure. So as we talked about last time, I think you used the term amazing network or something. In the last diversity inclusion minute, we were talking about how we were having this discussion and we had it, but it was powered by someone reached out to Bob yep. because of our diversity and inclusion minute. So it's like, yes, this thing we're injecting in the middle of our podcast is making a difference because Absolutely. someone heard and they reached out and said, I have some idea on how you guys can help. Well, see, that's the thing. We, we throw it out there, but then not a lot of people ask us for help. So it's yeah. like, shit, what do we do? Yeah. What do we want to do? There's nothing worse than being really jazzed up to do something, but then no one's helping you to figure out what to do. Right. And Camille uh, Sproul yep. and her company reached out to us. Yes. And we had talked about that. Yep. But then we had a, what, a link, we had a Zoom. We did have a Zoom meeting, yeah. I, and I'm stealing your thunder, Josh. No, go. let's go, Bob. Go, no, go for it, Josh. So there's a new program that they're standing up called Stand Up. Oh, my God. Metacasters, he is the king that of Segway. I didn't mean to do that. No. It just happened. Oh, it was smooth. <laughs> you were smooth. <laughs> yeah. So it calls, it's called Stand Up, and we'll include all the details in our show notes. So go read them yep. and find out what this is about. There are monthly meetups with a quarterly 
theme, which we are going to help drive attention to, and we're going to engage in those discussions and everything that so is So we're going to be involved that. in strategic planning, mm-hmm. quarterly thematics around that. Like, how are, how are we? There's a group of us, and we're part of that group. Uh, and it's Camille plus us, plus other folks, mm-hmm. some education folks. One of the areas that has me excited is uh, influencing Agile early on in mm-hmm. higher education. So there's that's one of our sort of critical focus points for this group, and I'm excited about that. What can we do? Like Josh and I can, you know, we can speak or we can coach or we can just support. Yeah, okay. we are basically going to do whatever we can to support this movement from this group of very diverse people, which, again, is something we're excited about because yep. it's not two old white guys. Talking about this, that we what are, are you talking about. What? <laughs> we are we are part of the problem. So to be able to support others that are leading this charge, that's really where we think we can make a difference with the platform that we have. So you'll be seeing and hearing a lot about it from us and engage with this group, please. Absolutely. There's, well, there's not engage. Of, we Metacasters, we want you to stand up. Wow. And help out. Jeez. Can we get back to the episode? Yeah, we have to after that. Wow. So I think what we're talking about uh, applies both face-to-face and virtual. Uh, it, you can you can have those discussions. Yeah. Right. Um, another one I was thinking about, which is sort of not unique to Agile, but like Post-it notes, the art, yeah. Yeah. the art of the sticky note, the art of writing your ideas down, Getting them on a wall, mm-hmm. uh, either with uh, you know an anonymity, mm-hmm. uh, preferably not. But if you have to, if there's the lack, total lack of safety, yeah. still you know have anonymous gathering and analysis, or have non anonymous gathering and analysis discussion, uh, dot voting, mm-hmm. all of that, all of those, all of those things, right? Those, but the brainstorming techniques is a wonderful way, I think, to get deep democracy going. Now, in virtual, that's a little harder, I guess. Not impo- No, I mean, Miro and mm-hmm. Mir- Mural, there, uh, there's a lot of yeah, words out there right. to do it. But it's, I, I don't know if it's the same technique. There's something powerful about sticky notes and looking at them and massaging them and ripping them up and things like that. Well, the thing that you highlighted for me, I think it was you, uh, maybe a year or two ago when you talked about the power of the whiteboard, and the fact that it takes the problem out from in between two people. Oh, we were talking about and that. puts it out there, and yeah. then the team turns shul- shoulder to shoulder. This was an Oris discovery, right? That I had. And the problem is now it's not you and I arguing with the problem in the middle. It's now the problems over there, and we're working together to, to solve, solve it. it. Yeah, and that works really well in this instant, yeah. uh, where where you're trying to get people to engage and separating it and not having it be, well, I think this and Bob thinks this right. and like, I, I want to disagree with Bob, but then it's like, I feel like we're arguing and I don't, I don't like arguing and all those things. So now it, it removes that. So it lets people get more comfortable on the problems over there. It's up on a board. There's a bunch of horse tools, not a bunch, but it may be like five or six or seven or something. That's a bunch. Different tools that were like third entity is one where you put, it, it, I mean, in Orisk, you literally grab something. Mm-hmm. Like when I did virtual coaching, I was doing virtual coaching for Mary Thorne, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a problem or something. And I had her, I had them put uh, something out in front 
like a pen or right. a piece of paper or whatever it was. But you literally, it's not just a hypothetical or an abstraction. Mm-hmm. You, you pick something up. Like, this is our problem, Josh. I'm picking up a bottle of Metacasters. And you sort of charge it. There's this thing. I, didn't, I never went into it, but you, like, charge it with the, the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I would define, like, I talk, here's our problem. I talk too much. So we pick up this bottle and we charge it with, so go ahead, put some of your emotion into it. Bob, you neutralize me. Bob, I used to like that bottle. Now I really dislike it. Exactly. Because the pain I feel inside. And it's half full. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, and then we sit it, but we sit it, we would sit it out here and then we would look at it and then you and I would change position. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, So it's not just like a quick thing. You, you really sort of, you try to charge the problem space and then, and then physically move it out. That can be very powerful with, with problem solving. Which is what people do with whiteboards, right? Yeah. So, someone gets up there, they draw the problem, yeah. and you know maybe put a giant question mark or something. Well, and get other people yeah. to come up. It's almost like you charge it with the group. Right. Like have everyone put a sticky or everyone come up to the board. They don't all have to come up, but they have to agree that it's fully charged. Mm-hmm. Like that thing, a circle in the middle is our problem. Let's mm-hmm. charge it. What's the energy we have? What are the, the customer challenges with it? Before we start solving it, what, how do we understand the problem? Right. What's the impact? What's the value impact, the client impact from all of our perspectives? Right. I'm not trying to belabor it, but it's that putting it on a whiteboard can be very powerful. Yeah. yeah. What, it's something that just I did naturally, and it added value, and I could never figure out, like, why does a whiteboard help so much? And then when you pointed that out about a year ago, I started to notice – how that happens and the change in people's demeanor, right? How it's altered when just something simple like that happens. And it's no longer in between you and I, where we're talking at each other and there's a difference of opinion. Yes, there could be a difference of opinion, but it's like, how do we go solve that? So let's talk about you're an agile coach, you're a scrum master, you're a, uh, uh, engineering manager, so whatever it might be, you're a leader. And, you have a pocket of a team that just never speaks up. What's the first tool that you go with? And maybe, maybe you've already talked to that team lead or something that usually says all the things and they're doing everything they can. They're trying to go last, but like nothing happens. Well, I think there's, I mean, there's uh, showing the system to itself. So there, I mean, I don't know if this is like, answering your question but i Mm -hmm. think there's some early things you could do like education Mm -hmm. like you could explain deep democracy to people so it's an education activity yeah and you could explain the why behind deep democracy like what's the what's in it for me as a leader or coach what's in it for the team what's in it for the company uh and you could sort of reinforce that we really want that um so so training sometimes training Early on, isn't isn't you know like mm-hmm. the why behind something is useful. Um, getting to know each other, um, you know, like those team building mm-hmm. those early getting to know right. one another can help with people. Like if I know where you're coming from, right? I'm I'm more willing to agree, disagree. Yeah, you're just more comfortable because yeah. you've had more opportunities to discuss. Yeah, unimportant things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Safety. Uh, is it safe? Mm-hmm. So you could do a safety. I think early on you could do a safety exercise. 
So there's some tools that you can do for like team discovery, individual discovery. Um, I, I one of the things did you ever you can throw a ball around. You can have someone yeah, like a talking stick or a something. talking stick or <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, now I think I would do training. So let's say I had a team that was frozen. I would probably start with training and mm-hmm. safety, like trying to ampl- amplify safety and interest. Safety doesn't, it dis- I mean, safety, but we're interested in your ideas, yeah. right? I care about your idea. We care about your ideas. We need to, we, we can't solve the problems that we have by like having ideas just from Josh and Bob mm-hmm. from everyone. <clears throat> yeah. So I think there's a training sort of amplifying the import, but then something as simple as a talking stick can really make a difference to that yeah. and have people do it themselves. You know what? I, so <coughs> I'm yeah. not throwing it around. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, you aren't picking up and handing it to people. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really connect with the why because many times you're coming in trying to change a culture of some sort. And if you blindly start doing it, people are like, this is dumb. Exactly. Like, I don't get it. So I, so I like to really invest in, Hey, here's what we're trying to do. Here's why this is going to bring great value to you, the team as a whole, the company or customers, because we need a diversity of opinions or thoughts and ideas of how we're going to go solve problems and that can't happen if you don't engage. Exactly. And I get not every person is going to have the same word count or be as enthusiastic about a problem. That was not an intended jab, but it might have sounded might like have to some. A little, yeah. A little, yeah. yeah, that was one of those accidental ones. Uh, but it it is often key to get people to understand. And then they have to start buying in because there there have been some amazing people that I've worked with that have been very uncomfortable speaking up. Right. So then opposite of that leader, that's always speaking up. There's work you can and need to do with that person to under, to, to, to get them to be on board with speaking up because it's, it's uncomfortable for them. They don't like the spot. Like they don't like the attention, whatever the drivers might, might be. It's, it's not comfortable. So then what I found that has started to get people to turn is understanding how important it is that they engage and that they speak up. And then just right. like sometimes there's things I don't want to do, but it's like, this is my responsibility in this role. Like I have to go have this difficult discussion. Maybe I don't, I'm not excited about it, but I need to. I think as a leader, that's part of when I was saying training. I mean, I remember when I was at iContact, I, I, and I always say that, but I think I was being intentional there, even in the interview. So before you even joined the team, Part of my interview or part of my ask, like trying to describe a day in the life was how important it was to me to hear all voices, how important it was for for me. Like it was part of our culture. Like we cared passionately about, we weren't going to compete on on just, we we were hiring for diversity, we were hiring for ideas, Mm -hmm. and we needed to hear them. Yep. And I cared passionately about that. Right. Uh, and it wasn't busting anyone's chops. I mean, there's introverts and extroverts, but it's part of the job. Mm-hmm. And and I would continuously, I mean, I would be reaffirming that and reaffirming right. that. Yeah. And re- but it, it seeped into the culture. Uh, and even if folks, uh, you know, I remember folks who were uncomfortable talking, but they would talk. Yeah. And it wasn't about the uncomfort, the dis, you know, comfort or lack of comfort. It was about the merit of ideas. Mm-hmm. Right? It was the merit of 
hearing all voices. Like that deep democracy thing has to seep into your DNA. You yeah, really have right. to, you know, buy it at, at a team level. And then if it starts seeping in everywhere, it, it sort of becomes like like viral in the organization. So it's not just me talking about it. Right. Like people are onboarding other people to their team. Exactly. Yes. Right. It's like yeah. it's like you know, like they're encouraging people to talk. It's like we haven't heard from. I love it when someone on the team says we haven't heard from Blarg, right? Right, and we really need to hear from Blarg. So they're sort of there's they're self policing that way. That's the wrong way to say it, but well, it becomes part of the culture, yeah. And it's not driven by you as the leader. It's yeah. like this is who we are. Yep. We've realized this makes a difference. This yep. helps us be more successful, which yep. we all like. We all like that feeling. So. We're going to keep doing it, and we want to we want to bring people in that can engage like that. So that that's a yeah. I think there's a recognition part too, like a re, a positive appreciation part or an affirmation part yeah. that everyone, not just leaders. I'm going to hook on leaders, but everyone can do is like if you know someone takes a stretch, mm-hmm. so someone who's quiet, right? Someone who's quiet. A young I'll, I'll pick. Oh right? yeah, I know yeah. this. But a young lady, I remember a young lady at eye contact who was incredibly quiet and I would never hear from her. But if she, I, I remember like occasionally she would come up with this idea is like high, making a big deal out, not an artificial big deal, but really appreciating. It's like, holy crap, you need to talk, you know, and having fun with it. Yeah. Right. It's like, holy crap, you need to talk more often. Yeah. And just like high fiving that yeah. idea. It's like, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I would have never thought of that, or we never thought of that, and have other folks. So uh, I think there's an appreciation, like an encouragement aspect, because mm-hmm. it is uncomfortable for a lot. In There's a lot of introverts in our in technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it is hard for folks yeah. to talk, but if you can sort of pivot on the culture and really make it fun mm-hmm. and safe and encouraging, I think that matters. Yeah. Uh, so my I've got a similar story. Brandon Miller was the guy for me, a dude that wouldn't speak very often, but he was, but so he was a, he was an Eagle Scout. So he had this deep sense of responsibility and it came, he brought it with him into his job and there were very difficult things that no one else was willing to say that Brandon felt that I need to say this Ah. and he would say it. And he didn't say very much other times, but he would say that very uncomfortable thing that needed to be said. And I would practically jump up and down and shine a spotlight on him, do all of those things. And then what happened after that, after the first time that I did that, he came to talk to me and he he said, Josh, can you not do that? Do that because it makes me very uncomfortable. And we had a really good discussion because I said to him, I understand that it makes you uncomfortable, but I'm going to ask you to be uncomfortable a bit more because you're really modeling the behavior exactly. that we need from everybody. Well, the bravery in this. Right. So we didn't like the bravery of getting your ideas right. out there or saying the thing that It was a really said. unpopular opinion, like some yeah. of the things he said. Yeah. Yeah. But and so I I I asked him and he again because of the nature of who he was, he got it. He didn't like it, but he understood how his actions were helping make the rest of the team better, help yeah. build the culture yeah. that we aspired to have. So he, so he was willing 
to number one, come up to me and say like, Hey, can you not do that anymore? That was really uncomfortable. I don't like it. And then engage in that discussion and understand like, okay, I understand how I can help us move forward in these ways. And it's, it's important enough for me to accept the discomfort and help everybody else. For the good to model that for the group. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love that. I mean, I've even taken it a step slightly beyond, not beyond, but in addition, like an and, yes, and to that. I've asked people in advance, like I knew, so, I know, so, I know someone, I have a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. and I've asked them, could you bring up this point of view? Yeah. Or could you think about this point of view? Or I'm not sure we're, I'm not sure we're considering everything. Could you help me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so behind the scenes, that's the other thing that's happening here. We were, t- I think we were talking about doing it in front of the team. Yeah. Uh, but there's also an encouragement behind the scenes, like that one-on-one conversation you had. Mm-hmm. Or so I think there's a combination of of encouraging or creating deep democracy. There's what you do in front of groups in the team, yeah, organizationally, and then there's some of these subtle behind the scenes coaching moments too one on one yeah uh that have happened and that's the combination that can really it can really just get, remove it yeah um i'm not saying it it's fixed but i i think you can get to a point where the whatever needs to be said is said whatever needs to be heard is heard yeah mo- you know 99% of the time and i think that's that's so that's the one thing that we didn't talk about that we definitely should so we we spend a lot of time about what do you do in that moment, yeah. in that instance. But if you just rely on that, you're not going to get there as quickly as if you have a sit-down discussion with that person and say, hey, yeah. listen, we need you to bring more to the table. Not that you're not trying, or yeah, but exactly. we need you to engage more in all these discussions. And that's another opportunity to say why this is important and to get them to connect. And so, so it doesn't feel like, why is Bob always just like calling on exactly. me? Exactly. You know, so you have to have well, those. the backstory. I, yeah. I love the, yeah, yeah. It's really important. Do you think this could be another metacast where we talk about, I don't know if we've ever talked about one-on-ones, mm. the okay. power yeah. of one, just but, drilling into, I, yeah. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like that, that leader one-on-one mm-hmm. with people, mm-hmm. those coaching moments is in crucial to changing the culture. We almost always talk about it from the outside yeah. sort of talking to the team, right? Or mm-hmm. or coaching up or coaching out. But I, these these moments where it's just me and someone and talking about something. Uh it's a traditional management one-on-one, yeah. right? A one-on-one meeting. What do you think? I like it. Like maybe next time we could connect it to this one, like yeah. the power of one-on-ones. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. A segue into the future. Yeah. I, where we will talk about. I don't think we've ever talked about ones. I, I don't think we've ever talked about that. Do you? I feel like we might have in an episode. I'm not sure. Yeah. Really? I don't know, man. Maybe I forget. But we've talked about a lot of things, and yeah. we needed to revisit a lot of things. Yeah. But the one on one, I'm getting renewed, and and it's part. You were before we talked in the Medicast. It's like agile transformations. Mm-hmm. I think part. Everyone, I, th- I think a lot of people think that transformations are like PowerPoints and all hands yeah. meetings. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's rah, a good point. Rah, let's go and let's buy safe and you hold up the map and yeah. all, all of this stuff. I actually think transformations, the success or failure, is behind closed doors, like yeah. in in the one on ones. I'm not anti all of the hoopla. I'm pro mm-hmm. these these subtle conversations. That I like that. 
Okay. I like it. Uh, did we cover? We did. Getting getting quiet. For, I think we did. We did. And before we do our traditional wrap-up, yeah. I do want to ask Uh-oh. our listeners to help us out oh. and give us a positive rating if you like the content, wherever you listen, if it's iTunes or whatever it might be. We never or share. Yeah. No, like there's there's a ton of things that our listeners have have helped us reach new heights. So I want to ask them to help us. So come on, Medicasters, review us. Did you see the comment from that young guy who said he was walking, listening yeah. to us, and he broke out laughing or something like that? Yeah, when like, uh, Siri reacted to you to me remember yeah. that yeah. that warmed my heart yeah. right yeah. Said, and he was from where was he from he was not he was in europe somewhere yeah. yeah right so so i know we touch people yeah but we don't get a lot of we don't get enough feedback so we us, are we are going to fix that in 2021 one of the common things that i heard was like hey you always ask for feedback but you never tell us where to feedback i like i went to your website and i couldn't even find an email oh so the thing, the place for us to start will be with Twitter. So just go to our Twitter account and send us a message or mention us or whatever. That That's, works. Yeah. That is All probably right. the best bet. Are we going to stick a fork in it? We are. So everyone from beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. I don't know where that inflection came from. <laughs> I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.